You're listening to Donkey Brain the Podcast. Three, two, one. Nice. Nice. That was a loud one. All right. So, back again. Weekly top five. Um, a little bit different guy this time. So, now we're kind of throwing a draft element. Um, and the topic of this week's draft is going to be, again, our top five. And we're going to go into a step order. So, it's going to be the our Mount Rushmore plus one of Chicago athletes. I suppose just all around. All over the place. So I, it's going to be interesting. Um, the person, Jimmy, then it's going to go to myself. Snake's back. I start the second round. Goes back to Jimmy and back to Randy. Then again, so on and so forth. So um, say without further ado, let's hear the number one overall pick. Randy. Oh. I'm not going to make you guys wait as long as the Bengals when they took Joe Burrow. So I'm going to go with the number one overall pick. His airness, the GOAT, the royalty, Mr. Michael Jordan. Damn, I could have swore it was going to be Steve Kerr, to be honest with you. <laughs> I thought about John Paxson. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, that, that was just a no-brainer. It's the 101. So. Yeah, but with a bullet. That, I mean, that just – I mean, you're, the rest of your draft could be shit. Yeah. And it's going to end up being average yeah. because you have – I mean, he's, he's, on, he's on the Rushmore of sports, yeah. not just Chicago. Yeah, that's fair. You're definitely batting a thousand. I mean, that was kind of like I could have guessed that that was going to be the first pick. That was I, a T-ball. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was on the fucking tee, and I just yeah. You know, it's not hard. like if you get the first pick. Like that's kind of why it's like I mean a snake draft. Like you almost want that third pick because you get a solid two. Yeah. But I think in this draft in particular, you just take that first pick and just see kind of what you get later in the game. But. I think I'm going to stick with the same trend. I'm just going to pick him up early. I'm going to go with no tip and pippin. I just got to. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be my number one right there. There we go. Two bowls off the board immediately. Two bowls, yeah. two, two top 50 NBA players of all time, right? Pippen's no slouch. Pippen's fucking great. He did sign one of the worst contracts in the NBA it history. Bad. It was bad. That's probably why he's broke now. Yeah, and he is a horrible tipper, which goes off – to kind of allude to why he never tips. But, yeah, Colton, what do you got? First round. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go off the beaten path here because I feel as though there's less depth um, with these guys. I'm going to go Patrick Kane from the Hawks. Um, That's solid. So, for one, he's Furta. So, um, you see him all the time just slamming beers and shit like that. So, um, I think that's a great pick. I think he embodies – the Chicago lifestyle and just, just the recklessness of the typical young male athlete. Um, Cause it seems as though he never ages either. Like he's always current in today's culture. So uh, I'm going to take Patrick Canis right off the board. It's a solid pick. I mean, he's probably a top yeah. five player in the NHL. Very known, right? Awesome. Led the Hawks to, to three Stanley cup championships in his tenure so far. All right. Who's your second? I'm going to get back on the bulls thing. Cause I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to, I guess I can, I can pick a Bulls player anytime now. So, you know, yeah, I'm gonna, see, I, should I interject? Should I give him a little bit of help, Jimmy? Do, I, <laughs> no, I, I, I think I know where he's going. Like, but 
we can't take another Bulls player. Yeah, so don't don't be done. dumb. Bulls yeah, are so done. They're cashed out. I guess done. that's fair. You can right. take what's left, yeah. but no one else can take it. So if right. you're going to go to another sport, you might as well. Yeah. I'm going to get a little bit – this is going to be a shocking one, I think. So uh, I'm going to keep following in line with the embodiment of Chicago. I'm going to go Mike Ditka. Ah. I know he's not he, the typical athlete you would think, I guess, for – um the bears i mean in chicago but i mean he is chicago he's the coach he's yeah he embodies that city perfectly so i think if you're going to make a mount rushmore of chicago sports and you do not have him in there uh that's i don't know man i I don't know i mean he in my opinion i'm a big football guy i think he needs to be in there great player Great coach, brought the Super Bowl to the to the Bears, you know, in '85. Uh, Iron Mike, I don't think you can go wrong. He, he, people still dress up like Dicka for Halloween, right? He's he's revered. People love yeah, him. Absolutely. True. Cheers to Mike. There we go. Um. Right to him. Oh, man, Jimbo. Yeah, I had him on my list, and I'm trying to think what would be the best strategic plan here. Ah, uh, shoot. I kind of regret picking the order I did now. The middle's tough. The middle's the hardest. Yeah, one. I just I feel like you and I are going to have this similar, and I don't want to lose somebody good. Um, I'm gonna go Jonathan Taze. Um, I feel like an easy pick, captain, three Stanley Cups, like literally like the most recent um, dynasty. I would even argue in hockey. Um, just overall great player, kind of a hilarious guy off the ice, super Canadian, doesn't really ever know how to handle interviews and whatnot, but great player overall. I feel like he's kind of Kane's right-hand man. Um, they're kind of the two that I would say arguably brought the Hawks as deep into the season as they did. Um, the Hawks were horrible, horrible record, but you know they're still putting up two, three goals a night, usually because of Kane and Taze. So I got to go Taze. Captain Sirius, it's a, he's, yeah. he's probably the number two. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I get I get a swing pick here. I get two of them. Um, so I, I'm not going to pick a Blackhawk because I, I don't want to pick the third one when I can take the first from somebody else. Um, so there's two teams that haven't had a representative pick right now, so the Cubs or the Sox, so I could be you know strategic and take my number one from both of those teams. Yeah. Um, or I could go back to the Bears pool. Um, Dicka. That's that's a good pick. Um, I I am going to go to the Cubs, um, and I, my my second pick is going to be Mister Cub Ernie Banks. Um, I don't care if you're younger, if you're in your 30s or 40s. I never got a chance to see Ernie Banks play, but let's play two all day long. He you know transcended the game. Was was you know Mister Chicago for for ever with that franchise. So Ernie Banks is my is my pick here. Uh, that's a good Cubs. one. Quality pick. I mean. Uh, I mean, obviously, we, we didn't really see him play or anything like that. Um, but, I mean, you see his jersey around all the time. So, I mean. Yeah, I, mean, I still think he might be relevant, right? I mean, with the younger generation, you see a lot of, you know, uh, let's play two shirts and shit like that. So, um, my second pick, I, I'm, I'm going to go to the White Sox here. Um, I'm going to take the big hurt Frank Thomas. I think that that he's yep. probably the one on one of the of the White Sox. You, there's a couple other players here, but I think that he was the player that probably you know uh, represented them the 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 best. Uh, Hall of Famer um, Frank Thomas was fucking awesome in his prime, guys. Like I again, growing up, you know, early '80s kid and watching Frank come to fruition in the early '90s. This he was a fucking beast. He 
he, the bat looked like a toothpick in this dude's hands. He was just a monster. So Frank Thomas. Yeah, that's a good like call. So to re- go ahead. To recap my three picks, Jordan, Ernie Banks, Frank Thomas after three picks. That's, that's pretty that's, tough. No, that's, pretty, a, that's yeah. a pretty solid. I respect that. Um, so, so far I have Scotty Pippen on the Bulls, Jonathan Taze of the Hawks. So I think kind of what I think would arguably not bring me up to that same level, but definitely bring me close. I'm going to go to the bears. I'm going to take Walter Payton. Just that's, that's it. That's the number. Yeah. One. Like that. That's I was, one. I was kind of nervous that I wasn't going to get him, especially third round. Um, but definitely feel <laughs> a lot better. He, uh, actually just everything with the bears in general. Like, I mean, I was like reading stuff up about it the last week, like the 85 bears being regarded as like the second best football team in NFL history for the reason being the dolphins went undefeated through the super bowl. But like, if you watch highlights, I really hadn't ever watched highlights prior to that. It is just grown men just getting pummeled. Like there's not even like, and given it's like a completely different like defensive game than it is today and whatever argument you want to make like that season Guys weren't just getting sacked. They were getting laid out. The defenses are come like recovering the fumbles and then running it for touchdown. Like it was insane. Like, and I think that just goes along with like the Mike Ditka era, just like something that just needs to be put into just kind of the vault of like, Hey, this was a generation in sports that needs to be respected regardless of what changes or adjustments have been made. Um, and, you know, Walter Payton just kind of leading the charge and, you know, even just watching his highlights alone is like, how the hell could they not stop this guy? Like, he's not, you know, massive. He's not the fridge. He's not, you know, some of the guys of that era. It's just like, this guy just ran with not only just drive, but just heart to say, hey, I'm not stopping. Like, I don't care if you hit me, you touch me, I don't care. I'm going to run until you drive me into the ground. Which, he never he never ran out of bounds. There's yeah. there's no running out of bounds with him. He would he would take three people down to the ground with him. He'd make, you know, he would yeah. hurt you more than you hurt him. Exactly. Sweetness. It's sweetness. sweetness. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's plus, a great pick. That, plus Jim, I met in his house, which was cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. It was fun. Um so so you know, I was giving you a little bit on on, on your your Hawks and your Bulls pick because it felt like Taze was the number two for the Hawks, right? It felt like Pippen yeah. might have been the number two for the Bulls, but I think he got the number one for the Bears right there. I think Walter. Yeah, Payton, I think so. I think sense. he him as far as players go. I think Dick obviously is just going to be like one of the best Bears coaches of all time. But yeah, I, th- I agree with that. Just as far as players go, like there's no. I mean, you can go to any Bears game anytime, and yep. you're going to see Peyton jerseys everywhere. Yep. Like that's right. just. I mean, ask your, ask your dads about Walter Payton. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, that's yeah. like, if you got dads or grandparents out there, also, check this out. They did a 30 for 30 on the 85 Bears. Go out and watch that. It's amazing. It it's so good. Their defense that year was just historic. It's probably, you know, almost as good as uh, – no, you know, fuck it. It's the best defense of all time. The Ravens 05 defense yeah. doesn't even come close to it. Um, the 85 Bears were just a fucking monster runaway train. Just that one year is ridiculous. We got Singletary, Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, Hall of Famers. Jeez, uh, dude. Uh, yeah, it just – Freaks. Yeah, like it was just like no joke of a team. Like, I mean, even just like defensively, it was like, okay, you're not going to put up points. And then the offense was like not exceptional. Like they weren't, you know, going out and putting up 60-point games. But with a defense like that – you could kick a field goal and still win the game. Like there was no risk and no like concern with things. It was just like, 
okay, no, our defense can stop it. Any points our offense put up, good for them. Like, that's just kind of, from what I've seen, was all just kind of what they were running with. Like, I mean, Buddy Ryan was so goddamn good. Oh, dude. He let – he has two sons, both of which stayed in the NFL for way too long because of who their dad was. Yeah, Rex and, Rex and uh, why Rob, am I drawing a blank? Rob. Rob. Ryan. Yeah, the good dude, the Rob long Ryan. Yeah, Rob Ryan should not have been – Rex has his moments. Rex coached for the Ravens. Great defense. Rob has no business being in the league, but his dad's Buddy Ryan. So, you know, he might have some sort of like <laughs> – Inclining as to how to run a defense, you can ask. I can't remember whatever teen years it was, two thousand whatever the hell years, where he was the defense coordinator for the Saints. Was not worth a shit. All three of us, either one of us, could have done better than what Rob Ryan uh, has done. So, remind me again, what do you guys still have on the board? Of what teams? I'm pretty sure I'm. I shit's covered from here on out. So I, I yeah. So at least one one play from each team has been taken. Um, I have Ernie Banks from the Cubs, Frank Thomas from the White Sox, Jordan from the Bulls. Jimmy has Pippen from the Bulls, Taze from the Hawks, um, and Walter Payton from the Bears. Um, so no, there, there's only been one one taken from the Cubs and the Sox. So you could get the number, you know, number two, or if you think it's the number one from either of those teams. Okay, um, I'm gonna go Cubs here. Ryan Sandberg. I mean, I, I feel like as though that's like a common. I mean, it, you don't see jerseys more often than that one in the ball because he's transcended what number 23 right i'm being a jackass now okay number 23 yeah yeah so i feel as though i mean i've just become a cubs fan pretty recently i mean probably two or three years ago um not jumping on the bandwagon the so before series. before the world series i rooted for them during the world series <laughs> late, right? o- late october fan really wasn't your baseball that much. I really wasn't going to games. I've only been to like three or four games my whole lifetime. Um, but I've been getting into it. I mean, I know all the players now. And I've been to those games at Wrigley. And that jersey is all over the place. So uh, he finished with a 285 batting average, which is absolutely nuts. Um, also, dude is all over the field because he has, he has so many different things. Because he's, got, he's gotten gold gloves, um, insane hitting as well. One MVP. I mean, this dude's all over the place. I mean, he covers all, uh, covers all bases. So, who pun intended? Um, but yeah, so I have Kane, the number one pick. Didka, my number two. Ryan Sandberg, my number three. Um, <laughs> I'll leave the crackball one for the last one. But so I'll, my number four, um, it's gonna be D Rose. I know he wasn't playing for long. And I know this is not probably going to be it, – it's going to be more popular with younger kids now, but D. Rose is all the rage – well, was all the rage when he played. So, um, Won an MVP. Yeah. yeah no, I was going to say, I was like – I mean, Randy and I picked two guys who were definitely like kind of in that golden era, but I think D. Rose just as a standalone player who – never had you know that type of team behind him you know he won an MVP like injury kind of plagued him a lot but I think in general like had he you know it just he begs the question a lot of what had happened if he didn't get injured what had happened if he had you know crazy people on that team like you know what if you know he had people like kind of who are on the Warriors right now like what if that almost restarted that Chicago dynasty of basketball but 
I think as a standalone player, you know, he deserves the MVP getting hurt and whatnot. Like it is hard to recover from that. So I think he is like a really good call as far as like looking at the last, you know, 10 years of basketball, at least in Chicago. They've had nobody, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind been of dead. Yeah. It's not even like, he's like, Hey, this is someone who was average. It was like, no, this was someone that was an MVP. Like they, you know, are recognizable name. Born in Chicago. Given the circumstances. Yeah. yeah you know, exactly. went to, went to Simeon, right? High yeah. school. Uh, what was it? Was a big name recruit uh, to Memphis, right? Maybe yep. didn't take his SATs. Maybe did. Who knows? It's yeah. not for me to decide, <laughs> right? Um, but we're not, we're not taking a, a math contest here. We're talking about, you know, sports icons. And I, I think D Rose is one of those guys and, you know, good to see him back in the league and still playing after, you know, just being just crippled by injuries and marred. He, he could have had such a special career. And, uh, you know, that, that sucks for him. But, I mean, if you talk Bulls in the past, you know, 15 years, almost 20 years since Jordan left, there, there's been nobody, right? He was the only yeah. guy who came on here and blipped for about three, four years, won an MVP, you know, basically single-handedly took that team to the to Eastern Conference Finals, I think, against LeBron. Uh, yeah, D-Rose yeah. is a hell, hell of a pick right there. I, and to be honest with you, like, if you wanted to do, like, a, an extra pick, like pick number four, I don't even know who it would be for the Bulls. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, who, like it, that's, was, that's such a tough franchise. That's why I was thinking, I was like, because I thought for sure how our picks would go is it would be, you know, you'd get Jordan Pippen, maybe Dennis Rodman, I guess D-Rose being a fourth if you're going to pick kind of out of that, you know, Dynasty Bulls era, possibly in addition to that. I guess you can go Kirk Heimrich. He was average. You know, you get Joakim Noah, you know, just recognizable names at that point. But I think, like, really past D-Rose, you really don't have anywhere. It's like, hey. You don't. You know, this person went above and beyond, got an MVP. Like, that just doesn't happen. It's kind of like, hey, they might have been really good. Because I guess, like, you could throw, like, Jimmy Butler in. Like, he was good for a time. But it was, like, the same kind of thing where D-Rose was obviously better. But it's a similar where it's like, there was never a good team. There was never a good coach. Like it was never this dynasty. It was like you were a good player who happened to be on the bulls who now is traded off and is doing just as good just for a different team. Like it's not really, Hey, you were, you know, crushing it. It was, Hey, you were crushing it, but your team wasn't great. So you never went anywhere. You know, there was no playoffs. There was really no championships. It was kind of like, you know, you were on a team in a contract that who'd, was they have with, who'd they have with him? Was it Joakim Noah? Joakim was there. Heinrich was there. Yeah. You know. Like, it, it, it was but, nobody crazy. Like, no. it, was, it was just people who were average or above average, but there was nobody who, you know, if you can't think of their name, yeah. there's a good chance they were just filler. They took average court time. They, right. you know. That's it's, kind of it, where they were it's at. the difference between being great and being good, right? Like Jimmy Jimmy Butler is a good player. He's not a great player. Yeah. When Derrick Rose was healthy, when he first came into the league, he was great. He was a national star. The Bulls built around him. You know, like the the whole, he energized that whole that whole team. He sold tickets. Like that's the, the Bulls haven't had another player like him since then. So I mean, that's and, and they hadn't had a player like him since you know Jordan had yeah. retired. So that that's why it was such a big gift for for the Bulls. So it sucks that his career was shut, cut short to injury. But uh, you know, shot D Rose. He you know that was that was a fun time for a couple of years. He he was he was a great player and 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 won an MVP. You know what I mean? Like we talk about like our Rushmore. Yeah, outside of those three, I don't think that the Bulls have anybody else that could that could sniff near there. Yeah. All nope. right. So back to Jimmy. So to go Jimmy back to Randy to Randy Jimmy and I'll finish it out. So Jimmy, what are you thinking here? Um, because you have what do you have the socks? I Cubs have. Left? Yeah, I'm gonna go Cubs. 
just because Randy can't. I'm going to take Anthony Rizzo. Um, Good guy. Great, great guy. He's on a 2016 World Series team. Are arguably one of the best Game 7s or just sporting games in history, in my opinion. Crazy to watch. Absolute nail-biter. But I think Anthony Rizzo, as well as just being a great player, obviously he was on the Cubs and everything, so he's known for that. But just great guy off the field. Does a lot of stuff with charity. Seems like a super guy. Kind of guy you'd want to hang out with. I think him and Chris Bryant are both. Uh, that's who I was kind of between as far as just picking a number four. I think I picked Rizzo just because – I think you know, made a good pick there. Yeah, I think between the two of them, you know, they are kind of up there as far as, like, who they are off the field. I don't think, you know, they're kind of up there with, like, the A.J. Pruszynski and guys where it's like, you know, yes, they were on a World Series team, but, you know, they're just not great guys off the field. So, I'll just take Rizzo as my third pick. So that, that closes out the Cubs. And I think that, yep. that Rizzo is the face of the franchise. He was the first guy around when the Cubs started the rebuild. You know, he was the integral yeah. piece of that. He's going to be there for the longest out of all the guys. You know, you heard them about, you know, potentially trading Chris Bryant, you know, uh, but nobody talks about Rizzo. He's just, you know, yeah. class act, donated a million dollars last year to, the, to the, uh, the, the local children's hospital. Just a good dude, you know, like, like awesome face of the franchise guy. Um, proud to be, you know. A uh, cub and and yeah, exactly. Chicago loves him, right? And I think it's him. it's not even like you know we had brought him in like like you said he was on kind of that front of that rebuild. He wasn't, hey, you know we brought him in at the start of the 2016 season. He just happened to you know kind of luck out in that draw and just say, hey, well he was on the team. It's like, well no, he was around when you know we sucked and got swept by the Mets and it was this whole thing. And it was like, no, like he's seen you know that almost like cub low where it's like, Hey, we're not going to get anywhere to the point of it's like, Hey, no, this is world series, like first time kind of a thing. So he's kind of been all over the place. And then with that, like you said, I mean, he's a great guy off the field. He does a ton of charity. He does a lot of volunteer work where it's like similar to before it's, you know, he doesn't have to do it. I think he just does it because it's like, Hey, I'm a name. I have the money. I have the resources. I'm going to do it for me, which I think is a genuinely good guy. So Yeah, Yeah, he's my number four. I think he's a solid pick all around. CEO of good guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, so that that puts me on the clock. And I think, like, when we we finish up after our our five picks, we can go back and look at, like, an honorable mention because, you know, the Cubs have a lot of meat on their bones still, not like the Bulls. I feel like after three picks, the Bulls are kind of done, but there's still a lot of meat on some of these other franchises. So uh, I got a pick from the Bears and a pick from the Hawks right now, and I guess it doesn't matter because you guys already have, uh, you know, a pick from each of those teams. So – for the Bears, um, I'm gonna go with Brian Urlacher. I think that that's a wow. that's a that's a pretty you know good choice for me. I could have went back you know earlier and picked you know uh, somebody from the '85 team. Singletary you know comes to mind, stuff like that. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Brian Urlacher. I think that when he came to the Bears in the, the early 2000s, you know he he just started another defensive trend where where they he was just probably one of the best middle linebackers in the game. He's a Hall of Famer. You know he 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 was awesome at his position and he was known throughout the whole league. You know, when you look at like just marquee guys, he was, he was that guy and now he's got hair. So props to him. You you already took it away from me. Like everywhere I'm driving to Chicago, I see dude with hair has hair all over the place. I'm like, he's known for just being a cue ball. Now he has hair. Good looking dude too. Like my mom always talks like, Oh, now he has hair. Like, Oh, good looking guy. I'm like, mom, Keep it to yourself. But, no, Brian, Ackler, Brian Erlacher, amazing pick, uh, Super Bowl champion. I mean, you couldn't go wrong with that pick. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, with Peyton gone, Dick gone, you're looking for, for you know, transcendent players who, who yeah. have played and, and who stand. And he played his whole career with the Bears, you know what I mean? That's, that's awesome, too. So, never never wore another jersey. He was 54, he's going to be retired. Um, if it's not already, I'm drawing a blank on that. But, I mean, just, just – I don't think it is. I don't is think it, not? it is either. Okay. I don't think so. There's definite um, meat on the bone for the Bears, too. And again, yeah. Randy, very good point. Like, yeah, we'll go yeah. back over that, too. Um, and then uh, my final pick, so the start of the fifth round here, I, I have to pick a Blackhawk. Uh, Kane was gone with the first pick. Taze was gone with the second pick. Um, I'm going to go into the, the, the way back machine here with this one, into my childhood. Um, my favorite player, probably my all-time favorite sports player, uh, had the opportunity, opportunity to meet him a couple years ago. But I'm going to go with Jeremy Roenick. Um, J.R. Uh, it was the nineties. Uh, if you ever seen the movie swingers, you know, it's not so much me, it's Ronick. He's good. Um, I'm dating myself with that reference, obviously, but <laughs> any, any, anybody who's a nineties kid or grew up on the Hawks, the Hawks went from being like the team in Chicago with the bulls, uh, early nineties Hawks were, were just beast of teams led by Ed Belfort, Chris Chelios, Jeremy Roenick. Um, the Hawks were, were legit contenders. They, they played for Stanley cup in 91 and lost to the penguins with Mario Lemieux and Yarmir Yager. Um, but when I was a kid growing up, they they were they were legit, and Ronick was Ronick was the man. Uh, I remember he got traded in 1996, and it was like the first time I ever cried when a sports team uh, traded my hero. So, uh, Jr. is the man. Uh, I love him. Um, I think he's uh, a top uh, top five all time U.S. born hockey player. Um, so American guy um, played for uh, you know Blackhawks. Went out to Phoenix. He's been around, but uh, you know. Awesome, awesome guy. He, you'll see him. He does a lot of the – or did used to and got in some trouble recently. Uh, did a lot of the, the post-game stuff for NBC Sports, uh, for the NHL and stuff like that. But uh, Ronick is my pick. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one for the team, and, and he's my guy. Is that the guy that got in trouble for saying yeah. <laughs> he said that he, he said that he would have a threesome with Catherine Tappan and his wife, and, yeah. she had him and he like got suspended. Really recently? Yeah, like a month ago. Yeah. He just got fired, but, you know. That's Ronick, a great pick then. If, if you know who Ronick is, he, he, he's always been uh, a hothead. He always just took, spoke from the heart, you know, and, and that's, that's why people loved him. Um, he could fight. He could score goals. He could play, you know, penalty kill, the power play 27. I mean, I, the, guy, the guy was my childhood here growing up as a, as a young Blackhawks fan. He was, he was the man. I like the pick. I mean, yeah. with Kane and Taves gone – yeah, I mean, the only thing past that, I guess, that I could think of is I'm trying to think, like, who was around for all three. I guess you can go, like, Seabrook. Seabrook, Keith. Yeah. yeah, Keith. I was thinking, like, as far as, like, the two defensive men, I was like, maybe Corey Crawford. He needs to retire, though. If he would have retired after the last cup, I'd throw him up there, but he's just too old right now. He's right. just too many concussions. You could go. He's not. Yeah. You can go but, with Patrick Sharp, right? But I mean, I if guess, you're talking about like yeah. all-time Hawks, like I still don't, I don't think any of those other guys touch, you know, the all-time Hawks. And, and Ronick probably doesn't either. So that's, that's more of a homer pick than anything. But, but yeah, I uh, think that's know, like, a good, that's just like a different generation. Cause I think like past Taze and Kane, like, yeah, there were good teams, but it's like, you know, if you had to pick a guy who was part of all three that scored goals, you know, like killed penalties that, you know, could fight, could do this, could do that. Like, I think it's hard because it's like, Hey, I was with you guys in 2010, 2013, but not 15. And like the teams were just so broken up where it's like, right. you know, if you had a guy who might not have won a cup, but was a good all around player, I think that's a good pick as well. Just for the sake of, you know, it kind of is outside of that dynasty that was, you know, the 2010 through 2015 season. Right. 
And there was about 10 years there where the Hawks were just bad, you know, from 05 or 06 to, to I'm, I'm sorry, from like 90, 96 to like 06, they were just bad. When, yeah. uh, so, so true, funny story here. Uh, the year that Patrick Kane was drafted number one overall by the Blackhawks, um, I road trip that we were in, you know, finished up college two years out, road trip to Columbus, Ohio, went there, uh, me and my buddies, uh, Got to the, the arena for the draft, number one overall pick, Dan Ounce, Pat Kane. Cool. We were excited. Didn't really know who he was, right, because I don't follow amateur hockey or whatever. Me and my buddy go get some beer and nachos. We go down the elevator, and uh, we had Blackhawks jerseys on and stuff like that. Patrick Kane's family is in the elevator with us, and they're like, hey, you guys from Chicago? We're like, yeah, you know. Uh, like, how do you like it? I'm like, you guys are going to love it. And then we got off the elevator. We are like, wait, that was his family. That was you know, so <laughs> random story there. Yeah. That's cool as yeah. shit, Randy. Where the hell was that story? Where's that story been for the last two years? <laughs> yeah, pulled that one real. out, man. Pulled that one out. So yeah, yeah Pat- Patrick Sane family in an elevator in Columbus, Ohio. Big time cool. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's uh, so you know it's it's kind of been fun to watch his whole career progress. And him and Taze came on. You know, Taze was drafted in number three overall the year before that. So to watch those guys grow up as like twenty-one year old kids um, to you know the height of a dynasty in the NHL that, you know, hasn't been seen in years. Uh, and then now they're probably on the, the downturn of their career together. Um, Chicago you know, was really lucky to watch both those players go through it together. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, given the, I would say downturn very loosely for the sake of, you know, what they've achieved in the process of right. their right. career. I think it's just the downturn for the sake of, if Salary you were cap. to look at all three of those, cup teams they've kind of it's relatively disassembled right. and right. you know if, kind of broken I mean, up if it wasn't for the salary cap that just got you know instituted two years before they came into the league the hawks could have won five or six stanley cups you know they traded bufflin they had to they had to make some some trades to get rid of people um but they man they that those early 2010 hawks teams were just loaded there was so much depth oh, on, yeah on those teams it, it wasn't even fair i mean even so still quick. it's like with that salary cap, you know, we had a few people bounce, you know, like we had lost Patrick Sharp and then he came back and it was, you know, they were still trying to find those loopholes where it was like, Hey, you were on one of the teams. You were great. We'll bring you back where it's like Patrick Sharp is one of those guys. I don't think he was that great, you know, the second time around, but he was still on the team. You know, he was still scoring goals. He wasn't, you know, in his prime just because he was a lot older, but it's still like, Hey, you know, you guys can play as a team. You can work as a team. You can win. Like it's, yeah, you know, out of those stuck, five he's... years to win three, that's yeah. insane. Like, there's yeah. no one recently that's been doing that. Right, and and I mean, if the Hawks suck for the next two or three years, you'll take it because they won three. You know, and and exactly. any, any fan base would do that. In a decade, if you could win three championships in a decade, you would take that and then be shitty for X amount of years. Doesn't doesn't matter. You got your three championships. So, uh, finishing out my team, rounding it out for the Cubs, I have Ernie Banks. For the Sox, I have Frank Thomas. For the Bulls, I got Michael Jordan. The Bears, I got Brian Urlacher. And for the Hawks, I got Jeremy Roenick. Uh, I feel pretty good about that. I, I I feel really good about that coming off with the 101 of Jordan, and then kind of you know factoring in the rest of my team around there. So, Jimmy, you got uh, you got one pick left. Uh, yeah. it's going to be from the White Sox, bud. Yep. White Sox. All right. Uh, I'm curious if we're going to accept this as a pick. If not, I have a backup. So, technically, he did play, and then he ended up being the coach. Can I take Ozzie Guillen? Ozzie Guillen? Yeah. Fuck. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. You should have picked Ozzy the last time. I don't know why the hell I went D-Rose. That was dumb as shit. <laughs> Damn it. I'm so yeah. stupid. Yeah, because right. time. Yeah, no, easy pick. I didn't think I'd get him this late. I guess, like, in a little honorable mention early, 
Um, Colton, you could pick him, I guess, because you got that last pick. Uh, if I couldn't take Ozzie Gein, I was going to pick Jim Tomei. Uh, 2005 teams, crazy team altogether. Um, I've listened to a few um, podcasts that Barstool's put out just kind of with Ozzie Gein. I really didn't know who he was uh, just because in 2005 I was pretty young. I was like eight. So I don't really remember a ton of that White Sox run um, the way that a lot of people do. But I think just him being the coach and just kind of hearing a lot of like his coaching style and whatnot through these podcasts, it was just really interesting because he kind of says, he's like, I don't care who you are or what you do. Like you're going to show up on time. You're going to try your hardest. You're going to leave. And that's that. And I was kind of like, you know, that seems like that's how you just coach all around. doesn't matter. You know, you could be a crazy starter player. You could be like, you know, this crazy bullpen pitcher that never gets pulled on. But, you know, it just seems like he treated people super equally across the board, just, you know, held people accountable. And, I mean, given he had brought in the Sox to their first, you know, World Series victory and however long. So it was kind of like him being a player, then coach, being a super knowledgeable guy who's still – I mean, he's like dicks out for Chicago. Like, even in the interview, he says he's like, dude, I don't coach anymore, but, like, I'm not going to leave this city. I love this city. So it's just cool that, you know, after all this is over, he doesn't just say, hey, I'm just going to go buy a crazy mansion on the beach of Florida. He's like, no, this city, you know, made me who I am. It, you know, built me into the coach and the person and the player and everything like that. So I think he's a solid pick overall just for the Sox. Um, especially just being part of that World Series run um, and just kind of having the team that they had at that time. Yeah, Colton, you missed out on that one because we yeah, wouldn't have taken it. Up. We wouldn't have taken another uh, Bulls player, and you could have got D Rose with your last pick. But uh, I help me. <laughs> I just felt like, I, I felt like, like D Rose deserved it. So he, like, I wouldn't doubt it. Fair. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fair. Like it, yeah, yeah, he's not a scrub. Guess, he's not a last pick. Yeah, yeah, if we were going through, like, in order, I think it would have been differently. But we yeah. could just randomly pick. So I would have right. just been like, right. yeah, he could have gotten picked higher. But you right. take the security of saying, okay, well. Yeah. So, so Colton, at least you, you have one White Sox player left. Yeah, so um, I had to do some, like, last-second scrambling <laughs> like, just now. I had like, a couple people on mind, but I was like, oh, Ozzy Yane's going to be there. Um, so like, don't even worry about it. It's going to be cool. Don't, don't uh, shit your pants about it or anything. But, um, I screwed up the draft. I pulled a Ryan pace and I fucked it all up. So, um, so with my last pick for the, uh, for the socks, I'm going to go shoeless Joe Jackson. So, um, shoeless Joe, you know, that's a good pick. I really just pulling it out. I guess he was on a team that is kind of just discounted, but, yeah, I, technically he was on the Sox, so yeah. I'll give yeah. it to you. So she was Joe Jackson, uh, won a World Series with the White Sox, but um, it's probably not most notably known for that. So he is kind of like involved like in the, the old like the the Black Sox scandal. So to where they think that they were like trying to fix the World Series like in yeah, those nineteen hundreds, like early nineteen hundreds, like nineteen nineteen. Yeah, 1919, because they won the World Series in 1917. Yeah, that's right. So I think they fixed that and everything. So he got banned from the league after that. Um, but besides the point and everything, um, incredible player, great stats and everything, that World Series champion. So um, she was Joe, and now that Ozzie Gein's off the board, I thought, I mean, that's a 
think of too many Sox players. I, I think you could have you could have went back to 2005 well, but I think that it's like most notable White Sox players, right? Chulis Joe, he ranks up there. He has to, right? Just just a nostalgia fact from Field of Dreams, right? Chulis Joe Jackson, right? Uh, eight men out. You know what I mean? Everybody knows that story for the most part. Um, I think it's a quality pick. Yeah, that was good. I don't even know who on like the 2005 team because I would call off Ozzie Guillen, Paul Canerco, possibly Scott Pasednik. AJ Persinski is kind of an asshole. Joe so you Grady? Could, you could, no, you guys are missing. You guys are missing the, the biggest name is Mark Burley. Burley, Burley uh, yeah, was yeah, a that's fair. Burley, Burley was the man. Burley that's was true. You know, he threw threw a perfect game, right? Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, won the won the World Series with those guys. Played most. I think he played like a year or two with the Marlins and and something up in Toronto. But I mean, he was a White Sox forever in a day. Burley was the man. Um, the only other one they had was Canerco. Canerco was a you know yeah Mr. White Sox for for you know a decade. Yeah, Sheila's Joe's a good call though. I think that's a good yeah. Like especially if you were picking under pressure, I think that's a name that sure. even if you don't follow White Sox, that's a good yeah. pick. Main, mainstream name. Um, has yeah, some mainstream exactly. Yeah, I was – I mean, I really botched that. I really botched that. Like, right when I got – I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I said D-Rose. And if you – no one knows what my – obviously no one knows where my brain was going. But like right when I said D-Rose, I'm like, damn, I'm a jackass. Like, because I, I think I asked like, right after, like, oh, what's everybody else got left? I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, I, <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> White Sox, and he has two picks. I mean, like, damn it, like he's gonna be gone. And sure enough, that dude was gone. So I think it played out for you. So you just lost Ozzy. It's not you know, not the end of the world. And it's a socks. I, I mean, yeah, don't we're not shit our pants on the socks. So, um, so what's your team look like, Colton? Yeah. Uh, so my own, my number one overall pick was be Patrick Kane. So he went to Mike Ditka to the Bears, Ryan Sandberg for the Cubs. D Rose with my number four pick with the Bulls, and lastly the White Sox with Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, just so I can get this, I can post it on Twitter. So, Randy, you had MJ with your number one pick. What was your second? My second pick was uh, Ernie Banks Ernie for Banks. the Cubs, uh, Frank Thomas for the White Sox, uh, Brian Erlacher for the Bears, and Jeremy Roenick for the Blackhawks. Jeremy Roenick. And then I had Scotty Pippen number one from the Bulls. Jonathan Taze from the Blackhawks, Walter Payton from the Bears, Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs, and then Ozzie Guillen from the White Sox. So can we just say, like, how blessed we are to live around Chicago and have Chicago sports as, like, our, our mecca, yeah. right? Because this, I'm looking at, like, all 15 of these names, and I'm like, man, they're, they're Hall of Famers. There's people who transcended the game. Yeah. Like, there's legends. Like, there's, you know – Thank God we don't live in, like, fucking Indianapolis or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was right? just going to say, like, we could be, like, Mariners fans just, like, hating every season, yeah. just being, like, just what the hell. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think overall these are really good picks. I mean, I think a lot of them are pulled from, you know, obviously, like, championships and whatnot. Like, you know, you have that Jordan-Pippen era as well as, like, the Taze-Kane. Like, you have a lot of, like, these crazy partnerships. But in addition to that, like, you know, you do have the guys like D Rose, you have people like Erlacher who were part of good teams, but the teams might not have been crazy enough to be like, Hey, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to win, you know, three championships or do anything crazy. But I think in general, like Chicago sports are always thriving to some extent. And even if you're not doing great, you have good guys to watch. Like, it's like, 
there's never like, hey, we just have a below average team. We're bad at every game. It's like, no, we have, you know, maybe two of the five players are awesome. But you'll know who those two or five are. Like, there's no need to, you know, be like, oh, our entire team is bad. Like, that's just never the case. Because, like, even the Hawks now, like, obviously, the, you know, those dynasty years are kind of broken up. But there are still a lot of good players. They might not, you know, be in this crazy deep playoff run. But, you know, you still have these players that you can watch. And it could be like, hey, we can get knocked out first round. Who cares? But that's still good hockey. It might not be the best. But it is still good hockey. So I think, like, Chicago in general just has really respectable athletes as well as just they do a good job of making sure, hey, you know, how do we keep it entertaining? How do we not become, you know, like the Miami Dolphins? How do we not become like this? Like, they're like, you know, even though Trubisky might not be the best, you'll still sit down and watch a Bears game because, you know, we still try to keep that defense like the 85 team and we try to, you know, keep, keep the games entertaining at least. So I, I think that, that one of the things we talk about Chicago sports, like if my math is correct, like the, 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 the latest championship that we had was in 1985 with the Bears, right? Since 1985, every single Chicago team has won a championship, right? So the Cubs won in 16, the Sox won in 05, yep. the Bulls won six, right? 91, 92, 93, 96, 97, 98. Uh, then the Hawks won three, right? 10, 13, yeah. and 15. So that's what, nine, 10, so 12, 12 titles in 30 35 years that's pretty, pretty good. fucking good man yeah and i mean i would for every major sport yeah and i mean i would argue too it's like kind of like i guess the only like recent sport dynasty i guess like i mean you could throw the hawks in there but prior to that like maybe it was the kings maybe it was the Bruins. like they were close but they didn't have the wins that the hawks had as, as far as cups goes and then as far as that it's like basketball might be the next one and you know you might have the lebron teams you might have the warriors you might have teams like that but a lot of that, like, it's just not going to be, you know, those Bulls runs where it does go, you know, the way that it goes. It's kind of because a lot of those teams are like, hey, we might pick and choose and bring in these people. But I think overall it's, hey, you know, here is the set team. Like, we might change some bench guys. We might have some subs. We might have whatever. But I think, like, that was like, hey, this is one guy who has good people behind him that is leading it. And I think that it ultimately falls back to, you know, kind of that one overall pick doesn't matter what you are in the NBA. People do not compare you to LeBron. They don't compare you to, you know, Steph Curry, Clay Tom. They don't compare you to anybody like that. You know, it's always, hey, who is this in reference to Jordan? Or who is this, you know, in reference to this? It's always like you're referring back to, you know, kind of that GOAT, the guy who brought all these championships, you know, mm-hmm. went on these deep runs, you know, played the flu game, played all these historic events. And I think that's kind of the crazy thing is Chicago has had all of that. And, you know, we've had these droughts with the Cubs and, you know, the White Sox had a long drought too. But I think kind of rounding it out, even today, it's like, you know, they might not be the greatest teams, but they're still good to watch. They still bring in good players. Like they still are, you know, we've never had a era where it's like, hey, I just cannot watch this game. It's like, hey, we might not be winning. But we're a loyal fan base. Like, it does not matter. Because even now, the Bulls could be bad. But people are still like, yeah, I'm going to watch them. Like, I just grew up through that Jordan era and I'm just always hopeful that it's going to come back. Or, you know, I watched, you know, the Blackhawks in the 80s. And, yeah, I need to keep, you know, just watching and being hopeful that, you know, even though this dynasty is kind of over, what's the next five years look like? And I think there's just kind of a little respect to that of, you know, I don't think a lot of other cities have that where it's that diverse, like, hey, 
you know, we can always bring up that positive history in our sports era because, you know, teams just haven't won and they've had those droughts and they've had those problems where it's like Chicago's always like, yeah, we're loyal. Like we love our teams through and through. And uh, nobody loses their history more than Chicago, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe Boston, but I mean, Boston's had more success recently than, than any other city or any yeah. other but yeah, we, I mean, before, before the recent championships with the Cubs, you know I mean? Like, and with the bears, you know I mean? You still talk about the 85 team is like the best of all time. You know, it's like, you know, your guys' dads, you know, if they're in your late fifties, they've seen a championship for every single team and, and they, they yeah. remember them. Right. So yeah. as, as a fan base, we're, we're pretty blessed. We're pretty lucky. Um, so, so here's a question for you guys. So, you know, out of the five major teams that we have in Chicago, who do you think is poised to win the next championship? Because you talked about the Blackhawks window closing a little bit. You talked, you know, the Cubs, the Cubs are contenders, but, you know, they didn't, they didn't make a ton of moves, right? The Sox are yeah. rebuilding right now, but the Sox are going to be really good in the future. The Bulls, you know, they just fired their general manager and the president, so they have a little bit of overhaul. And then the Bears, you know, if we could get a quarterback that could throw fucking accurately, we might be in there. So what do you guys think? So are we up to me? I mean, yeah. like, I mean, you listen them off perfectly. So, I mean, the Hawks, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with everybody listening. I'm not the biggest Chicago fan. I like the, I like the Cubs. Um, aside from that, not the biggest follower. Outside looking in, I'm more of a uh, football guy. I mean, I've watched the Bulls. Bulls look like shit all the yeah, time. They've been fucking um, garbage for a decade. Sox, I feel as though I'm hearing from that fan base all the time, like this could be the year where we're make a splash in free agency or make some trades, things like that, bring in players. Um, I, I guess I really haven't followed it, so I really can't. Talk too much on that. Cubs look like they're kind of going down the well. Um, I don't know how good a year it's going to be uh, coming up right here. Uh, if I were to say anything, I think it would be the Bears. I think the Bears. Have, I think the Bears have a really, really good team put together. Again, like you alluded to, though, it, it's a quarterback issue. I mean, I still like Mitch. I think they try to make him do things he's not accustomed to. They try to make him this pocket passer, be it he's not ready for it or maybe he's just not that in general. They're trying to make him too refined. When he does the best is when he's scrambling around, running around, trying to make plays. If you look at his film when he was back at North Carolina, he was running around doing crazy stuff in order to make the plays down the field. Um, first couple of years, that's what he did. This last year – um, I think uh, Nagy was just trying to make him this refined passer, and maybe he's just not ready for it yet. Near the tail end of the year, where there's like, okay, shit, we need wins. We're still, we're still kind of in the hunt. Um, if you look at his QBR, he was top ten in the league when they were moving him around the pocket and making him do those gadget kind of wacky ass plays. Move him around. He's an athletic guy. Get him where he needs to go. I don't know what else to do besides that, but I think the Bears roster-wise is the most solid team uh, and maybe some ceiling to go from where they are right now. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I was going to say possibly, I mean, Blackhawks, like we said, I mean, their roster's kind of running out. Contracts are up. I think a lot of guys are going to be traded for cheap. Um, similar to the Cubs, I mean, they still kind of have that World Series roster, but I think it's the same thing. Guys are getting older. Um, we're probably going to move past a lot of them. Sox, I think we're looking really, really hot. Like two, three months ago, they were making a lot of really good offseason moves. 
uh, bringing in a lot of really good guys. I am hoping that that motivation will carry through all of this if baseball comes back this year. Um, I know like going into spring training, they were looking really good, but you know, you might've built a team that could potentially start next year and things are, you know, guys are out of shape. Guys are kind of, they haven't played in a year. Like that throws a, you know, big curve at a lot of pitching and whatnot. Overall, I think bears probably have the biggest one. I, a lot of people were hesitant about the Nick Foles move. I think that was a really good move for the bears for the sake of, I think Trubisky has been around for a little while and he almost is too comfortable in the situation where kind of like there should really be no guarantee that you're going to be the set quarterback unless you're a guy where it's like you're Tom Brady, you know, you're one of like you're Peyton Manning. You're one of those guys where it's like, Hey, look at my stats. You know, I'm going to start every game where I think Trubisky kind of having the record that he has is kind of all over the place where I think let's throw, you know, him the first two, three starts, have Nick Foles as a backup, maybe take half the plays, kind of see who's playing better um, and not necessarily drive them against each other, but just say, hey, you know, we're going to give it to whoever can run it. Like, I mean, if you look at like the Saints, like, I mean, Drew Brees is a great quarterback, but, you know, he's not running every play on the field. And I don't think they're doing it in the same manner, but I think a lot of it is consisting of, hey, you know, we want to have the best guy in the field for the franchise, you know, not for the front office, not for the fans, not whoever, you know, we want to run this as far deep in the playoffs or wherever else we can get it. So I don't think it should be like a, Hey, we're going to keep Mitch because he's, you know, hence our quarterback. It should be, Hey, whoever's going to throw the best passes, you know, runs, do whatever they need to do to score points. Let's put that person in. And if the other person wants to outdo them and try harder, let them do it. And if they can, awesome. The spot's yours again, where I think, Previously, it was kind of like with Trubisky, aside from him getting hurt, Chase Daniels never really saw any action. And I don't think that was bad, but I think like there was no underlying pressure where now you're bringing in a guy who, you know, has won a Super Bowl, has a lot of experience. You know, Nagy might kind of use him in terms of, hey, how do we kind of compare you both and be like, hey, we're putting the best guy in the field where you might see a lot come out of Trubisky for the sake of, He's like, man, I'm going to lose this spot if I don't really just sit down and be like, I'm going to learn inside and out on the playbook. I'm going to learn how to sit in the pocket instead of run and just kind of advance that where I think before he had beat Daniels out every week, but I don't think by much. And with that, you know, you kind of saw the performance and with where the Bears ended the season, it wasn't a great season. I mean, we scraped by, like, obviously there were just a lot of problems and whatnot, but I'm hoping you know, we'll use this new quarterback, some of the new players and whatnot, and we'll just bring that into the next season and kind of hopefully learn from at least what that last season looked like. What do you think, Brady? Yeah, I, I think that the that the Bears are in a window right now to where they could at least make it to the, 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 the postseason. I don't think that anybody in the Central has done anything to stand out, right? I mean, I think Green Bay didn't do anything to give Aaron Rodgers any weapons in the draft, and that's crazy. I feel bad for that guy. I mean, you're wasting, you know, the – you know, the last couple great years of, of, a, of a franchise quarterback with nobody to throw to besides a Devontae Adams. Um, I think the Bears can make the playoffs. I don't see them winning a championship, though. I just don't see it happening. I think that the AFC is too good. Mahomes is going to be around forever. You know, like I, I, if you put the Bears up against the Chiefs, it's a no-brainer. I think that yeah, the Bears are not going to have a 10-point dog just, just off the top. Um, 
so if I, if I look through there, I think the Hawks are still are, you know, they just fired John McDonough, uh, the head, the president of the organization. The rumor has it that he wanted to kind of keep some of the older guys around for marketing and selling tickets and the, the organization wants to go more of a rebuild. So I think you might see that happening in the next year. Um, the bulls are nowhere close right now. They're, they're just starting the rebuild. I think yeah. the Cubs have a, the Cubs have a window. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Cubs, you know, in the next year or two. And I think after that, it gets kind of, unless they address pitching, um, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm a Cubs fan. You see my hat right now, but I'm I'm gonna tell you the White Sox. I think the White Sox are going to win the next championship in the city of Chicago, and I think it's going to happen in, within the next six years. Wow, that's that's crazy. And and, and the baseball guy myself, the, their farm system is just so good, right? I mean, they they got guys coming up through the farm system right now. Uh, you know, Eloy was uh, um, up up last year on 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 the roster. They're gonna bring up this guy named Luis Robert. Uh, he's a stud, and he's he's you know a top five prospect overall uh they're doing a lot of good things they have good pitching Luis Giolito came out of nowhere not nowhere he was a good prospect but I mean he put it together last year he's a good pitcher you know uh, Michael Kopach he's, he's good they got a lot of players they just spent money on on Grandal they the, the Sox spent money this year for the first time in forever right they got a catcher in Grandal they got a uh you know a number two pitcher in Dallas Braden uh they brought in you know a handful of people and this is after years of swinging and missing on uh quality free agents. So to, to put those guys with, you know, Jose Abreu on, on the, toward the end of his career and, and, and they have a good lineup. Uh, Tim Anderson is, is a fun young player to, to build around. He just coming off a batting title. I think the White Sox are going to surprise a lot of people. Cleveland is, is not the same tribe team that, that people, you know, want to think they were They're They're trading people. They traded Kluber this year. Uh, the twins are, are going to mash the, 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 if the twins can get pitching, they're going to be in it all, all season long, but Detroit's nobody. Kansas city sucks still. Right. Um, I think the Sox are going to surprise some people. I think they can win 90 games this year. I, I really do. Wow. It would take, it would take a lot to get to 90 games, but in the next six years, they're going to, they're, they've done it the right way. They, they, you know, they kind of took the Cubs approach. They burnt it all the way to the ground. They got a lot of high picks coming up. Nick Madrigal in their farm system. Uh, Andrew Vaughn in their farm system right now. A lot of, a lot of top five picks and, and, and they're going to be good for a long time. Rick Hahn has done a really, really good job there as a GM of the White Sox. And, and it's fun to see, trust me, if you, you know, uh, right now it's, it's hella hard to get tickets to a Cubs game. Uh, expensive. It, parking sucks. Right. But you want to go and just watch major league baseball, go to a White Sox game. It's dirt cheap. The food's fucking great. Uh, and it looks like the product's going to be a lot better on the, on the, on the field. So I, if I had to say gun to my head, I think the White Sox in the next six years. Looks like we're heading to guaranteed rate, baby. Let's go. Get some I mean, bacon on go. a stick. Bacon on a stick, dude. I'd be down. I would be definitely down. So, I mean, I going back on the train and everything. Um, I can't even think of what the hell the train is now. But like, you just go right by the right past the stadium. I'm like, looks pretty nice. Like, it's a pretty nice little joint there. It's easy to get in and out of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, you, if, uh, if you're if you're trying to you know get to go south, you know, like where we're from, you know, just hop right there on the 294 and you're, you're gone, man. It's it's Sox games are fun. They're cheap. You can go there with a family of four and, you know, not spend a hundred bucks, which is awesome. Um, something interesting. So Randy, you alluded to it earlier. Um, again, like I said too, like I said a little bit earlier, um, I'm not a Chicago fan in the likes that Jimmy and Randy are. Um, but I'm willing to acknowledge that there are huge names in the Chicago sports sphere. And we definitely left a lot of uh, meat on the bone. So the one thing I would say that we left off, um, and I think it's so hard to get all these players on here at one time. I think we're going to go to the Bears route. Uh, Dick Butkus. It, that yeah. just 
that guy is if we're talking about embodiment again of uh, Bear Sports. I'm sorry, Chicago Sports. Yeah. Dick Buckus, Gail Sayers is another one. He's not as much. I mean, Gail Sayers is an amazing player for the I, Chicago Bears, but I mean, like Dick Buckus fits that mold perfectly. It's so hard to mash them all together, but I think I have a better one than that. So I like just looked back. I guess Randy, you had the one who wasn't on the eighty-five. You had Brian Erlacher, who is a really good pick. I don't know how the hell nobody has messed or mentioned Devin Hester yet. Just unreal. Like just his time that he was on the bear. Kind of same thing where it was like he was an incredible athlete, but never really had like the team behind. He didn't have a he didn't have a position. You know what I mean? Like he was the best. But I, I will tell you this: he's the best punt returner, kick returner to ever play the game. Like he, oh, 100%. He, he could go into the, the Hall of Fame just for his kick returning skills yeah. and his punt returning skills. You know, he, he was just fucking grease lightning shot out of a cannon every time yeah. he got the football. You but know, it was much watch. Yeah, he's another guy where it's like, hey, you could be the best of your position, but if we don't have a good offense or a defense, congrats. You're the best right. for someone who might put up right. even 14 points a game off kick returns, but congrats, that's going to be the only 14 points. I would even put up – like, I guess after those guys, I know there's probably a lot from the 85 Bears, but I guess, like, in my generation, I would throw up, like, Robbie Gould. Like, I mean, he's great Robbie kicker. Gould. He's, he's on the beast. 49ers right now. I mean, he's pretty respectable in what he does. He had a great run with the Bears. He is still, like, pretty diehard Bears. Um, has, like, openly said, like, he wants to retire as a Bears guy um, because I think part of it is he was around at that time where it was, like, you know, he was on the team with Erlacher. He was with Devin Hester. Like, I think progressively, like, they had very good people on the team, but they were never that team. Like, they're always going to be beat out by people where it's like, hey, you know, we have Mahomes, we have this, we have that, we have this. Like, we have all these weapons where it's like, at the time, they were like, hey, we have a great middle linebacker, we have a great punt returner, and we have a great kicker. And it's like, okay, that's not going to win you games. Where it's kind it's, of like – It's not. Yeah, kind and of, I think – they and, were and great what, people, but you just you just hit it on the head, dude. Like you talk about like the build those you know what is that two thousand five to two thousand ten yeah. fifteen eleven twelve Bears. They had a lot of great defenses, but the one thing that we have never mentioned was quarterbacks. The Bears, you know, you have to go back to like Sid Luckman as like their best quarterback in there. You know, Cutler was there for you know a handful. Of, like they just yeah. the offensive players like haven't been there. Peyton was Peyton was a god, but you know Jim McMahon was there for you know a couple of years. Like the the, yeah. the Bears offensively have never been a trendsetter never been uh, an amazing offense so you know when you look at their Rushmore it's defensive players Iron Mike you know Mike Singletary uh, you, yeah. you got Erlocker you you know you had uh, Dick Buckus like like that's that's like the you know 40 years worth of just linebackers linebacker you you know what I mean it's yeah. like it's like the like Bears like legend linebackers Dick Buckus uh, you know the, the meat that's still left on the bone for me um, I guess outside of uh, the um, the core that we've picked here. So these 15 players, you could go back with the Blackhawks and you're going to date yourself a little bit here and, and talk Stan Makita, Stan Makita, Bobby Hall. They were, they were, you know, the 50s, 60s guys um, that were just hall of famers. Um, you know, Bobby Hall scored 500 goals in the NHL. Um, you know, but that's just like badass hockey years, mm -hmm. like any yeah. hockey in the seventies or prior. Yeah. Like if you were ever a goalie that didn't wear a face yeah, pass, fucking insane. God, like now I'm like, yeah, hockey's good. Like there's a lot of like data and science behind it and whatever. That point was just like, dude, put on skates, 
get ready to check fight. Like if you've ever seen Slapshot the movie, yeah. that to me is like 70s and prior hockey of just being yeah. like, dude, you got to be good at everything. It's not like, hey, I can just, you know, slap a puck at 110 miles an hour. It's like, no, dude, if some dude checks your goalie, you're going to fight him. You're going to take the penalty. You're going to do whatever. Like, so I think those old guys were just very much like the rough and tough, like, right. who cares? We need to be good at everything. You know, there's no such thing as a power play, you know, unit. Like, we're not going to kill the power play. It's like, we're just going to be on the ice with one less guy. Like, it, there's no, like, special team or anything like that. Like, where I think just old hockey like that is just almost a different breed. It, it was a different breed. And, and, and I mean, so uh... – so, you know, they invented the curved stick. Stan McKean and Bobby Holt, they, they heated up the, the stick. Literally, hockey sticks used to be flat, right? There was no bend to them, so you couldn't, like, flip the puck. They, they got it really hot one day and, like, steamed it or something like that, put it underneath a door and bent it and realized that they could, you know, maneuver the puck more. Maneuver the puck better, yeah. It's, I mean, so, like, you know, contributions to games and, like, you know, you couldn't – it's, it's a different breed. Like, hockey nowadays is a totally different breed. Um, with the Cubs, you know, uh, a couple of players that, that that stood out in the you know the '90s, Sammy Sosa, right? Like Sammy Sosa was he was a god back in in, in the, the late '90s. You know, uh, that that 1998 season with Mark McGuire where they they captivated the nation on the home run challenge. You guys weren't born by then, probably, but I mean, I remember watching that shit when I was coming home from school, uh, grade school and stuff like that. They were they were awesome. Um, Sosa's different person, literally now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> physically, mentally, I, mean, I had a hard time not picking him. But again, with everything going on, obviously this whole steroids thing, I really don't give a shit about that. Dude's yeah. still ranked bombs. But yeah. just seeing the way he looks now, scary. It's alarming. Please it's like, do a Google. Go- go- stop the podcast right now. Do a Google search for him. Like he's wearing like a salmon colored shirt and he yeah. looks fucking whiter than a salmon colored shirt. It's insane. Like we look blacker than he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're like, I don't know how else to put it like and he's I feel as though he's like a prep boy now like, yeah. he's all cl- he's all classed up dressed up looking fine as hell but like he looks like he just got off the uh the, the polo course or something like that the, the weird part is like you know with baseball and steroids and stuff like that nobody really cared what was going on all we wanted to do is see people just slug dingers right the guy hit 609 career home runs and he's not going to be in the hall of fame you know what I mean? Barry Bonds hit 700 career home runs. He's a home run king. He's not in the Hall of Fame. It's just it's insane. It's a different it's a different game. So um, he was my one that we left off for the Cubs. Uh, the Sox. It's, it's a, I'm shocked that Burley wasn't picked. I thought that he was going to be one of them. I mean, I, I understand going with Ozzy. I think that Ozzy was you know the just the, the Chicago guy, right? Like we had talked about. Um, the Bulls, I, I, I'm struggling to think of anybody else. You'd have to go back to like way before Jordan and talk to, about somebody like Bob Love or somebody like who has a number retired that they were just there, right? Um, the Bears probably have like the, the, the greatest – Their depth is list, big. Yeah, their, their depth is huge. I mean, they, they've been in the league for, yeah. what, 100 and some odd years, right? So, Like the thing I think with – and Jimmy was talking about it uh, with Hester. I feel like Chicago has like two – players that really didn't do anything like for an extended period of time that have so much hype surrounding them d rose and hester i mean again d rose was an mvp of the league but other than that i mean it was it was a very like short span didn't do a ton really didn't change the landscape of the game i suppose um hester again like you said randy didn't even have a position he didn't play receiver hardly because there was things like he couldn't run routes. He wasn't a great route runner. 
Dude was a speed demon. He was just the tired after running punt returns. He's like, dude, I'm not dude, just going run those for back. four and out. He's like, dude, I should get him off for six Super Bowl against the Colts. Like, yeah. Taking that shit back. I mean, yeah. those two guys, they have so much hype around them for such a short stay and a, such a short impact uh, on their teams. Um, but yet they had the ultimate hype. So that's something I noticed when Jimmy was talking, but I don't know. It's fun to be a Chicago fan. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I'm, I'm so glad that that you know Chicago sports are here. We get five five total teams. We're covering all the major sports. We get two baseball teams, right? So, uh, you know, it, it it's fun for sure. Jimmy, you have anything else? No, I think that's good. I mean, I think we just like like if you're a Chicago person listening, I think it was a good like you know here are our kind of top five dream picks as well as just honorable mentions as well as just kind of like Chicago sports you know, into the future. Like, I think we just covered like a very good range of things where it's like sports then sports now sports in the future. Like, I think, I think this is a good episode as far as like what that next step is going to look like looking back. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like you probably have at least heard some of these names. Like I think it's a good job overall. So quality podcast. I mean, Randy, it's almost midnight. You stayed all the way up. <laughs> um, we started this, started the, uh, the recording for the first episode, probably about quarter after nine. So, I mean, that's two and a half hours of straight podcast. And Randy, he yeah, around, you kept up bed and he just rolling with the punches, baby, man. I tell you what, I've had more fun tonight than, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say how long, but no, thanks guys for having me on. It's <laughs> yeah, dude, fun, fun to talk, on. fun to talk Chicago sports. One of my, my passions in life. Um, so, yeah, it, this has been awesome. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, did you appreciate talking to people who are over the age of, like, seven and can have in-depth conversations that we didn't yeah. admit you? No, it was it was amazing. You guys, you guys were very nice. You had used your manners, right? I didn't have to correct anybody or send anybody to timeout. I thought I was going to have to send Colton to timeout after that D-Rose pick, but, you know, he recovered. Uh, yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah, I right. pissed the bed on that boy. Should have <laughs> went Ozzy Gian first. I like right when I did, I was like, I'm just a jackass. <laughs> so I don't know what I was doing there. It's right. It's better. It's better than picking the Bulls in, in the second round. I would. I would have really given you some shit there. Been bad. Yeah, that been embarrassing. That would have been bad. All right. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, this was kind of a longer episode, but I think it was filled with really good stuff. Randy, thanks for being on. It was kind of we've tried for a while. So I'm glad yeah, that dude, it finally true. happened. Like this wasn't like a, we just called you and it happened. Like we've been kind of since like within the first like week or two of us starting this, like we've been trying to have you on. So appreciate yeah. you being on. It was appreciate fun. It. Definitely some cool insight for the sake of, you know, you've been around a lot longer. You kind of have followed baseball and trends and just like Chicago sports in general, kind of, you know, before Colton and I were even around really, let alone kind of following sports. So Definitely a cool perspective into just kind of like what the nineties was like with sports and everything like that. So <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a fucking yeah. bang. A lot of championships and it was a lot of fun. So no, this is, this has been a, a real treat and hopefully we get sports soon guys. Right. Cause then we want to go down memory lane and we can start talking oh, about shit that happens on a, on a daily basis. So yes, car baby, May 17th. Do you have the track baby? <laughs> All right. Randy, All thanks right. for coming on Jimmy. Yeah. The quality podcast. Um, we'll see you next week. Sounds good. See you guys then.